Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Babes Who Manifest podcast. I am your host, Luanza, aka The Gratitude Chick. This episode is sponsored by Goalie Gummies, a perfect addition to your wellness routine. Are you looking for a delicious way to support your overall health? Goalie ACV gummies are made with vitamin B9 and B12 to help support healthy nutrient metabolism and immune function. I have partnered with Goalie to give all of my listeners 20% off and free shipping. Use my coupon code at checkout, the gratitude chick, all one word, to take advantage of this offer. Their website is www.goli.com. That is www.goli.com. Also, don't forget to follow me on all of my social media platforms at The Gratitude Chick for Facebook and Instagram, at Babes Who Manifest Podcast for Facebook and Instagram, at Babes Who Manifest for TikTok, and Gratitude underscore Chick for Twitter. everyone and welcome back to another episode of your reading corner with the gratitude chick so as you guys already know we are on episode three of the science of getting rich and these chapters are pretty um small so i'm able to do more than one chapter per episode so we are now on chapter number six as a reminder I do read with my own commentary. So, in chapter 6 says, How Riches Come to You. And as you know, with the first two episodes, this book is written kind of convoluted in that it's was, it hasn't been edited correctly. So, um, there are times when you may hear my voice inflection kind of go up and down. And it's just simply because I'm trying to get the cadence of how it's supposed to be written instead of what I'm actually seeing. You know, the commas in the wrong place and things like that. So, and you know, this, this was written, you know, in the 1800s. So kind of bear with me. So chapter six, how riches come to you. When I say that you do not have to drive sharp bargains, I do not mean that you do not have to drive any bargains at all or that you are above the necessity for having any dealings with your fellow men. I mean that you will not need to deal with them unfairly. You do not have to get something for nothing, but can give to every man more than you take from him. You cannot give every man more in cash market value than you take from him, but you can give him more in youth value than the cash value of the thing you take from him. The paper, ink, and other material in this book may not be worth the money you pay for it, but if the idea suggested by it bring you thousands of dollars, you have been you have not been wronged by those who sold it to you. They have given you a great use value for a small cash value. Let us suppose that I own a picture by one of the great artists, which in any civilized community is worth thousands of dollars. I take it to Baffin Ray and by salesmanship induce an Eskimo to give a bundle of furs worth $500 for it. 
I have really wronged him, for he has no use value for the picture. It has no value to him. It will not add to his life. But suppose I give him a gun worth $50 for his furs. Then he has made a good bargain. He has use for the gun. It will get him many more furs and much food. It will add to his life in every way. It will make him rich. When you rise from the competitive to the creative plane, you can scan your business transactions very strictly. And if you are selling any man anything which does not add more to his life than the thing he get, he gives you in exchange, you can afford to stop it. You do not have to beat anybody in business. And if you are in business which does beat people, get out of it at once. Give every man more in use value than you take from them in cash value. Then you are adding to the life of the world by every business transaction. And that's kind of what I'm doing right now with this podcast. I'm giving to you guys more in use value than I'm receiving in cash value. And to be honest, I don't receive anything. So what you guys are getting is um, things for free that I know people are paying for. And it's just simply because I don't particularly think it is okay to sell things that are already there. For instance, people who are um, the the manifesting ritual, I gave you guys the ancient manifesting ritual, which is the five by five, 55 by five. Um, that I gave you guys a couple weeks back. Everybody knows this ritual, right? You can go on YouTube and whatever. But that lady charged for that ritual. I didn't know what it was when I purchased it. But once I got it, I was like, oh, okay. So she charged me for what's already on the internet. And that is the stuff that I'm talking about. That, to me, lost me respect. I I don't have respect for this woman, and I unfollowed her. Not because it was a lot of money she charged for, but because she charged me for something that wasn't hers and that's already out there on the internet. She didn't change it in, in any way. All of that is still out there, 55 by 5. She may have added to think, you know, real nice or real hard about it or whatever she said. But a lot of the things that I said to you guys on the um, actual episode was about things that I believe as far as affirming statements are, are concerned. That wasn't even in the paper, literally piece of paper that she sold. So this is what I mean, what what he means when he says give pe- give more to people and use value then you accept in cash value. And although she didn't charge more than $10 for it, it should have been free. Because then she would have been able to get people to purchase her programs because she gave something out for free that people would have said, hey, this is awesome. You know, I know this works. Thanks for giving it to me and adding some little tips. But because she charged, I no longer, I don't trust her and I would never buy her products. You, do you guys understand what I mean? So for me, I'm not going to charge you, charge anyone for something that you literally can Google and find on your own. So that is why I decided to do a podcast because yes, I'll charge someone for (laughs) advertising. Absolutely. But I'm not going to charge people for things that's already out there. This isn't my work. 
the the what's my work are the the tapping you know episodes that you guys have the rich bitch series that I created that is my work but even still I'm not gonna charge you for that so this I definitely agree with and I believe because I give so much of myself that is why you guys tune into my episodes every day because I give of myself I tell you my story and I'm giving to you guys more in use value than I am, you know, and I'm not charging you. So there is no cash value. <laughs> but I just wanted to to kind of put that out there because I am giving of myself for free. So if you have people working for you, you must take from them more in cash value than you pay them in wages. But you can so organize your business that it will be filled with the principle of advancement and so that each employee who wishes to do so may advance a little every day. And this is how corporate America works. These, we are making, those of us who work in corporate America, we are making these CEOs and owners and, you know, chairmen, chair people, all of these people, we're making them buku bucks, just boatloads of dollars. And we get paid what we get paid. You know what I'm saying? Like even in, you know, management positions that make over six figures. That's that's a comfortable life. Especially, you know, when you have no kids. Like I have no kids. It's a comfortable life. But still, what I do is still literally saving you millions of dollars. So what he's saying is correct. These corporations take more from us than they pay us, but they give us things that make us say, hmm. For instance, Bank of America, they have some of the best benefits out, like the best benefits, but their pay is trash. Brian Monahan, ooh, let me not even say this man's name. The CEOs of corporations like Bank of America they get paid millions of dollars, right? But their frontline people get paid trash. But those people are loyal and they stay because Bank of America's benefits are top notch. They're top tier. So when he says that take more and use value than you pay in cash value, that is what corporations do currently in 2022. You can make your business do for your employees what this book is doing for you. You can so conduct your business that it will be a sort of ladder by which every employee who will take the trouble may climb to riches himself and given the opportunity, if he will not do so, it is not your fault. It's not your fault. See? And and they may, oh, let me stop. You know, y'all know how I feel about corporate America. And finally, because you are to cause the creation of your riches from formless substance, which permeates all your environment, it does not follow that they are to take shape from the atmosphere and come into being before your eyes. If you want a sewing machine, for instance, I do not mean to tell you that you are to impress the thought of a sewing machine on thinking substance until the machine is formed without hands in the room where you sit or elsewhere. But if you want a sewing machine, hold the mental image of it with the most positive certainty that it is being made or is on its way to you. After once forming the thought, 
have the most absolute and unquestioning faith that the sewing machine is coming. Never think of it or speak of it in any other way than as being sure to arrive. Claim it as already yours. And that is something, whether no matter what it is that you want in your life, you have to know for sure. Be clear and concise on what it is that you want. And you have to you have to go beyond believing. You have to know that what it is that you want is here. It there is no doubt in your mind that you that this is yours. That is how you have to approach it. Just like this house. When I wanted when I wanted this house, when I first came in, I was like, this is the house I want. This is my house. And that, that's how I walked out the house. This was my house. I, when I when I came in and I looked around, I already knew what I was going to change. And within 30 days of me viewing this house, I had purchased the house. I went to the signing, signed on the dotted line, boom. And the next day, the people were in here, you know, ripping up floors, painting, and everything that I wanted to do to move in. So you have to know and you have to say, this is mine. Claim it is yours. And no matter what you see in your reality, you have to know that no matter what your eyes see, this is yours. And it will be yours, no matter what it is. It will be brought to you by the power of the supreme intelligence acting upon the minds of men. If you live in Maine, it may be that a man will brought nope. If you live in Maine, it may be that a man will be brought from Texas or Japan to engage in some transaction which will result in you getting what you want. Why do they have to be from Texas or Japan? If so, the whole matter will be as much to that man's advantage as it is to yours. Do not forget for a moment that the thinking substance is through all in all, communicating with all, and can influence all. The desire of thinking substance for fuller life and better living has caused the creation of all the sewing machines already made, and it can cause the creation of millions more, and will, whenever men set it in motion by desire and faith and by acting in a certain way. You can certainly have a sewing machine in your house, and it is just as certain that you can have any other thing or things which you want and which you will use for the advancement of your own life and the lives of others. You need not hesitate about asking largely. Original substance wants to live all that is possible in you and wants to have all that and wants you to have all that you can or will use for the living of the most abundant life. I just want to say, I don't appreciate the original substance, you know, but I'm going to just read it as it is. But I just have to say that because that's really getting on my nerves. If you fix upon your consciousness the fact that the desire you feel for the possession of riches is one with the desire of omnipotence for more complete expression, your faith becomes invincible. Once I saw a little boy sitting at a piano and vainly trying to bring harmony out of the keys, and I saw that he was grieved and provoked by his inability to play real music. I asked him the cause of his vexation, and he answered, I can feel the music in me, but I can't make my hands go right. The music in him was the urge of original substance containing all the possibilities of all life. All that there is of music was seeking expression through the child. 
God, the one substance, is trying to live and do and enjoy things through humanity. He is saying, I want hands to build wonderful structures to play, divine harmonies to to paint glorious pictures. I want feet to run my errands, eyes to see my beauties, tongues to tell mighty truths, and to sing marvelous songs, and so on. And all that there is of possibility is seeking expression through men. God wants those who can play music to have pianos and other instruments and to have the means to cultivate their talents to the fullest extent. He wants those who can appreciate beauty to be able to surround themselves with beautiful things. He wants those who can discern truth to have every opportunity to travel and observe. He wants those who can appreciate dress to be beautifully clothed and those who can appreciate good food to be luxuriously luxuriously fed. He wants all these things because it is himself that enjoys and appreciates them. It is God who wants to play and sing and enjoy beauty and proclaim truth and wear fine clothes and eat good foods. It is God that worketh in you to will and to do, said Paul. The desire you feel for riches is the infinite seeking to express himself in you as he sought to find expression in the little boy at the piano. So you need not hesitate to ask largely. Your part is to focalize and express the desire to God. This is a difficult point with most people. They retain some t- something of the old idea that poverty and self-sacrifice are pleasing to God. They look upon poverty as a part of the plan, a necessity of nature. They have the idea that God has finished his work and made all that he can make and that the majority of men must stay poor because there is not enough to go around. They hold to so much of this erroneous thought that they feel ashamed to ask for wealth. They try not to want more than a very modest competence, just enough to make them fairly comfortable. And I think that people even nowadays still believe that because of competition you compete for a thing you know instead of realizing that there's more than enough um everywhere you know energy is neither created nor destroyed so if it's never destroyed then it's and we're all energy everything that you want already exists and there's abundance an abundance uh of it so i feel that if you are sitting around trying to say, why why not me or why this person and not me or, you know, why not me and why this person or whatever, vice versa, um, I think what you should do is take away that competitive spirit of saying, why does this person have what they want and I don't? That is um really a a form of lack it is a thought of lack it is going to keep you in lack because for whatever reason you are looking at that person as if as if they have what you want instead of realizing that they have what was meant for them what is meant for you will always be for you it will never be taken from you to to give to someone else so stop and stop looking at other people saying why them and not me? And as I say this to you, I am saying this to myself because you guys know my story about Jeff Bezos. <laughs> so I feel like, you know, what is meant for me will always be for me. And this is something I had to not only realize, but know and believe. 
no matter what happens in life what what happens to this person over there has is no reflection on me and what's going on in my life what is meant for me will be for me no matter what and that is the stance that you have to take and 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 and, and hear me when i say this don't make that a negative that is a positive because God wants us to have good things. He, the Bible says he came that we might have life and have it more abundantly. So it is not meant for us to live in poverty. We are made in the image of God. And there is no way the creator of the world, the universe, is, is impoverished, impoverished. That's just not for real. So don't think that that is a negative what's meant for you will be for you because I used to take it as a negative because I lived in negativity for an entire decade so I took that as a a negative and I added on to that negative things but that is a positive to me and I want you guys to get that because if you if you want this a and a is something awesome that you just really know that if you get it, it will make your life so well. What if A is meant for you, you will it will be for you. And the way that you know it is meant for you is your level of belief. You have to know that this thing that I want is mine. You have to know that. That is how you have to approach whatever it is that you are desiring in your life. That's why I always say be clear and concise on what it is that you want. If you are wavering back and forth on wanting it or not wanting it, you are going to be in a state of not having it, period. You have to be clear and concise. And then you have to believe. You have to do what Neville Goddard says and live in the feeling of the wish fulfilled. Which means you have to believe that what you want is yours and already exists for you. Okay. I recall now the case of one student who was told that he must get in mind a clear picture of thing of the things he desired so that the, the creative thought of them might be impressed on formless substance. He was a very poor man living in a rented house and having only what he earned from day to day. And he could not grasp the fact that all wealth was his. So after thinking the matter over, he decided that he might reasonably asked for a new rug for the floor of his best room and and what and an anthracite oh wow i've never heard of that before and anthracite coal stove to heat the house during the cold winter following the instructions given in this book he obtained these things in a few months and then it dawned upon him that he had not asked enough He had not, and you know why he didn't ask enough? Because he didn't believe. Oftentimes, we don't believe that what we're asking for we'll get. So we start with small things to stretch our belief. And guess what? That's okay. Because like I told you before, belief is a muscle. And if you've never put it on and exercised it before, you have to start where you can start. And this guy, even though he was told he can have you know, everything, he said, I'm going to just start with this rug and let's see what happens. And guess what? He got that rug and a little more and a few more things. And now he's like, I didn't ask for enough. So this, 
even if you have to start small, guys, start small and and start pressing that belief muscle, you know, start stretching it so that soon, instead of asking for the rug, you can ask for the whole house, you know. He went through the house in which he lived and planned all the improvements he would like to make in it. He mentally added a bay window here and a room there until it was complete in his mind as his ideal home. And then he planned its furnishings. Holding the whole picture in his mind, he began living in the certain way and moving toward what he wanted. And he owns the house now and is rebuilding it after the form of his mental image. And now, with still larger faith, he is going on to get greater things. It has been unto him according to his faith, and it is so with you and with all of us. That was chapter 6. So I'm going to go ahead and read chapter 7. Gratitude. Now, now you know, I am the gratitude chick, so we're about to delve into this. The illustrations given in the last chapter will have conveyed to the reader the fact that the first step toward getting riches is to convey the idea of your wants to the formless substance. This is true, and you will see that in order to do so, it becomes necessary to relate yourself to the formless intelligence in a harmonious way. To secure this harmonious relation is a matter of such primal and vital importance that I shall give some space to its discussion here and give you instructions which, if you follow them, you will be certain to bring you... mm -mm. Sorry, guys. If you will follow them, will be certain to bring you into perfect unity of mind with God. The whole process of mental adjustment and atonement can be summed up in one word, gratitude. First, you believe that there is one intelligent substance, God, from which all things proceed. That is what I believe. Second, you believe that this substance gives you everything you desire. And third, you relate yourself to it by a feeling of deep and profound gratitude. So first, you believe that God um, created everything, created you and everything that you want. Second, you believe that God gives you everything you desire. And third, you relate yourself or you express yourself with feelings of deep and profound gratitude. So you acknowledge God's existence, you believe, and you're grateful. That is his three steps. Many people who order their lives rightly in all other ways are kept in poverty by their lack of gratitude. Having received one gift from God, they cut the wires which connect them with him by failing to make acknowledgement. And I know you guys have heard that quote many times. I know you have because I have said it. (laughs) I have, you know, posted it many times myself. It is easy to understand that the nearer we live to the source of wealth, the more wealth we shall receive. And it's easy also to understand that the soul that is always grateful lives in closer touch with God than the one which never looks to him in thankful acknowledgement. Wow. Hold on. I got to underline that. And I'm actually going to repeat that again. Because it's so many people who see nothing that they don't believe in, um, you know, more than just saying thank you. And I keep telling people gratitude is more than saying thank you when someone gives you something. 
It is easy also to understand that the soul that is always grateful lives in closer touch with with God than the one which never looks to him in thankful acknowledgement. The more gratefully we fix our mind on the supreme when good things come to us, the more good things we will receive. And sorry, I'm underlining. And the more rapidly they will come. And the reason simply is that the mental attitude of gratitude draws the mind into closer touch with the source from which all blessings come. If it is a new thought to you that gratitude brings your whole mind into closer harmony with the creative energies of the universe, consider it well and you will see that it is true. The good things you already have come to you along the line of obedience to certain laws. Gratitude will lead your mind out along the ways by which things come, and it will come to you in close harmony with creative thought and prevent you from falling into competitive thought. Gratitude alone can keep you looking toward the all and prevent you from falling into the era of thinking of the supply as limited, and to do that will be fatal to your hopes. There is a law of gratitude, and it is absolutely necessary that you should observe the law if you are to get the results you seek. The law of gratitude is the, nat- is the natural principle that action and reaction are always equal and in opposite directions. The grateful outreaching of your mind and thankful praise to the Supreme is a liberation or expenditure of force. It cannot fail to reach that to which it addressed, and the reaction is an instantaneous movement towards you. Draw nigh unto God, and he will draw nigh unto you. That is a statement of psychological truth. And I literally just posted this entire quote on uh, my Facebook page probably sometime in the past week. It is one that I post every time it comes up in my memories because it is true. Draw nigh unto God and he will draw nigh unto you. And if, you're, and if your gratitude is strong and constant, the reaction and formless substance will be strong and continuous. The movement of the things you want will be always toward you. You cannot exercise much power without gratitude, for it is gratitude that keeps you connected with power. But the value of gratitude does not consist solely in getting you more blessings in the future. Without gratitude, you cannot long keep from dissatisfied thought regarding things as they are. Meaning, if you are not grateful for the things that you have now, you will not be satisfied with them. And if you are not satisfied with what you have now, you probably won't be able to get what it is that you want in the future. You cannot be ungrateful and then expect blessings. You must be grateful for what you have today. You must. I want a new car this year. Guess what? I am grateful every day that my car right now is parked in my driveway. I want a new house. I want a bigger house. Every morning, I am grateful for this house that I love so much right now. It has done me a great service. It has done me well. And I am grateful for my house every day. I want great health every day of my life. Every day I am grateful for great health. Every day. So you have to ensure that you are being grateful for the things that you have currently in your life 
right now as you are, you know, trying or focusing on getting new things to come into your life. And this is why I say that there are four steps to manifestation. As most people say, ask, believe, and receive. But most people have an issue with the receiving part because the believing part is what they lack. And for me, you have to put gratitude in there because gratitude raises your vibration to the frequency of where you need to be to believe that what it is that you want exists. Gratitude is the missing component. The moment you permit your mind to dwell with dissatisfaction upon things as they are, you begin to lose ground. You fix attention upon the common, the ordinary, the poor, and the squalid, and mean, and your mind takes the form of these things. Then you will transmit these forms or mental images to the formless, and the common, the poor, the squalid, and the mean will come to you. So because you're not grateful for what you have, if you're not grateful for, I don't know, the car that you have, what are you doing? Let's think about this. If you are riding down the street in Atlanta, child, and it's 95 degrees out and you have no AC, what are you doing? Are you pissed off because you're hot? Are you pissed off because you're sweating? Are you pissed off because it's... Is traffic and you have no air blowing in so it's you know the engine is hot and you're just burning up are you pissed off are you complaining guess what you're doing you are bringing more instances into your life to complain about this car and the more that you complain about the car this car that you have now the further away you're pushing any new car you're pushing it further and further away because you are you are manifesting into your life nothing but complaints. And so because you are thinking it, it is your dominant thought, what you are you are impressing upon your subconscious mind is give her more instances or give him more instances or give them more instances of what they don't want. The the complaints. Give them more to complain about. That's what you're doing. Instead I always tell you to look at the situation and find something to be grateful for. It's 95 degrees. You're riding down the highway in Atlanta. The sun is beating down on you and you're hot. What in that situation do you have to be grateful for? I know you're not on the bus. I know you have a car in Atlanta because you know that the public transportation really is non-existent unless it's like in the middle of the city. You know, you have to be grateful for what it is. You have to look at the circumstance at, at all times and find something in it to be grateful. And I, I, like I tell you guys all the time, my grandmother used to tell me growing up in all things, be grateful, which means find gratitude in every situation, in every circumstance, find a way to be grateful. So in that circumstance, it, the gratitude comes in the fact that you have a car, that you have gas to put in this car, that the car is working and that it takes you from point A to B where you don't have to wait on public transportation, ride next to people that you don't know and could just, you know, you don't know what's going to happen on public transportation. I'm from Chicago, so, okay. So anytime that you are going through something, 
you have the power to stop the, the flow of your thoughts, right? You have the power to stop the negativity. Don't allow a negative thought to, to flourish and to continue because once the, the thought is there, it creates more thoughts to have friends. Misery loves company. So don't allow a negative thought to continue. If you feel it and you feel that complaint, stop and, and, and do a gratitude rampage. Do 30 to 60 seconds of everything that you're grateful for to get your mind back, you know? To permit your mind to dwell upon the inferior is to become inferior and to surround yourself with inferior things. On the other hand, to fix your attention on the best is to surround yourself with the best and to become the best. The creative power within us makes us into the image of that to which we give to our attention. We are thinking substance. And thinking substance always takes the form of that which it thinks about. That is deep to me because it is letting us know that we are what we think about. It literally says we are thinking substance and thinking substance always takes the form of that which it thinks about, a.k.a. Whatever is your most dominant thoughts you are creating in your life. The grateful mind is constantly fixed upon the best. Therefore, it tends to become the best. It takes the form or character of the best and will receive the best. Also, faith is born of gratitude. The grateful mind continually expects good things and expectation becomes faith. The, cre- the reaction of gratitude upon one's own mind produces faith. And every outgoing wave of gra- grateful thanksgiving increases faith. He who has no feeling of gratitude cannot long retain a living faith. And without a living faith, you cannot get rich by the creative method, method as we shall see in the following chapters. It is necessary then to cultivate the habit of being grateful for every good thing that comes to you and to give thanks continuously. And because all things have contributed to your advancement, you should include all things in your gratitude. In all things, be grateful. Do not waste time thinking or talking about the shortcomings or wrong action of plutocrats or trust magnets. Their organization of the world has made your opportunity. All you get really comes to you because of them. Do not rage against corrupt politicians. If it were not for politicians, we should fall into anarchy and your opportunity will be greatly lessened. So I agree with this. And and again, this is one of the reasons why I do not watch television. Uh, Excuse me, not television, but the news, because no matter who the sitting president is, the media is always going to have something terrible to say about him. When Donald Trump was president, I mean, they literally just, you know, picked him apart from his orange face to his to everything else. And now that Biden is president, as much as they wanted Biden to be president because they didn't want Trump. Now that Biden is president, he is dementia field, you know? <laughs> I'm sorry. <coughs> it's just, I, 
every time I see, even mention Biden with the dementia, I see his, you know, Donald Trump with the sleepy Joe, and it just makes me laugh every time. So it's no matter who the sitting president is, when Bush, the second Bush, the first Bush, this was all in my lifetime, of course, Obama, uh, who was it, Clinton, no matter who the president is, guys, and I'm just speaking for the U.S., uh, that's all I can speak towards, they're always going to have something to say about him. So, and I agree, if without politicians, we would fall into anarchy. We are not a nation born of, um, I don't want to say born of uh, a monarchy because yes, we are born of a monarchy, but we are no longer a part. You know, we don't have a monarch at all. We are a democratic society, so we have to have politicians. That's just how we work. God has worked a long time and very patiently to bring us up to where we are in industry and government, and he is going right on with his work. There is not the least doubt that he will do away with plutocrats, trust magnates, captains of industry, and politicians as soon as they can be spared. But in the meantime, behold, they are all very good. Uh, Well, this was written in the 1800s, guys, so take that with a grain of salt, because we know. Remember that they are all helping to arrange the lines of transmission along which your riches will come to you, and be grateful to them all. This will bring you into harmonious relations with the good and everything. Uh-uh, sorry. This will bring you into harmonious relations with the good in everything, and the good in everything will move will move toward you. I am sorry uh, about that last part. The comma was in the wrong place. So um, I'm gonna stop here because we're 40 minutes in, but. Chapter 8 looks like it's going to start talking about the certain way. So I can't wait for Chapter 8. Thank you guys so much for tuning in today. This this was a good episode, right? Um, You know, I'm always partial to gratitude. You know know me. If you listen to me at any point of all the over 200 episodes I've already done, (laughs) you know, gratitude is in every episode. So... Um, you guys already know I'm, I am down with the gratitude. Anyway, thank you guys so much for listening. I appreciate you. Don't forget to, um, add gratitude as a daily practice in your life. Um, today take a moment, um, cause it's thankful Thursday and do some gratitude steps, you know, um, make it a day of a thousand thank yous, you know, just say thank you all day, uh, do some gratitude rampages every time you see repeating numbers. Do a targeted gratitude activity today on this thankful Thursday, guys. You guys have a blessed day. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Babes Who Manifest podcast. I am your host, Luanza aka the gratitude chick don't forget to subscribe and give my podcast five stars if you have not already join my facebook group babes who manifest Mm -hmm.